Hi everyone, welcome to Relove, a podcast about self-love and loving one another. My name is Wendy Lim, I'm the curious one, and... My name is Tamara Vroma, and I'm the relationship therapist. Together we will be conversing about relationship. Tamara, what's our topic for today? Today we're going to talk about online dating. Yay! It's the new normal now. Yes, <laughs> and it has a lot of challenges that come with it. <laughs> it is, and it, it does, you know. And what are your thoughts about online dating? Well, first of all, I think it's really cool that it exists because, you know, it's like going to a bar, but everyone that's in the bar is single and you know it, and mm-hmm. they're open for something. Mm-hmm. So it makes it so much easier um, to actually um, go up to someone and to talk because you, you sort of know that you're in, into the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that does change a lot. I mean, comparing the online online dating to what we had 20 years ago or 10 years ago, even 10 years ago, mm-hmm. it has progressed so much. But the thing is, it also, it's so new that we still have to get used to with all the challenges that come with it. So um, even though you are in a bar with all of these people that want the same thing, still there are people there who are secretly married, um, who (laughs) are maybe 100 kilos more overweight than they (laughs) say in their profile picture. (laughs) People that are very shy and um, they pretend to be someone else when they are chatting to you. So so yes, it it actually has a lot of pitfalls as well. And some of the things that come to mind for me is just looking at the behaviors while we are going through this process of online dating. So, for example, just the habit or the behavior of swiping people. To me, it feels like a kind of judgment mm. where we are feeling like, hey, well, well, this is this, this person... Um, feels do I feel attraction to this kind of person and you're you're starting off with very quick judgment for the first mm. initial screening I would say yeah yeah I have really double feelings about it because um what I look for in a man is different than what I find for example beautiful mm-hmm. so I can look at the swiping with these glasses on that is looking beautiful beautiful not beautiful beautiful not beautiful not beautiful Mm -hmm. but the thing is is that really the person that i want to have a relationship with and sometimes we get so impatient that we swipe so fast we actually don't take the chance to really look at someone's eyes Mm -hmm. i mean the eyes are the are the things that give away all the secrets right so sometimes i find myself having matches with someone that is just gorgeous Mm -hmm. but is it really for me is it really what i want in a relationship and you know a lot of people also don't have a text on their dating profile so you sort of don't know what you're getting into Mm -hmm. and then you know if you do have a match you you have to ask for it and that can be awkward so yeah there is a there is a there is a downside into the swiping thing Hmm. and what are your thoughts about people who can't be bothered to put some text into their profile 
Yeah, well, it's actually what you say. They can't be bothered. I'm like, seriously, you? Why are you on this dating app? You probably just want to look at it while you're on the toilet or whatever. <laughs> you know, I would say people that really want to be invested in finding a relationship, mm -hmm. they will put a text on it. Mm -hmm. If they don't put any text on it, there's a bigger chance that they're probably lazy or they just want to hang out and Netflix and chill mm -hmm. and are not really looking for something serious. Yes. But it's, it's, it's like, it's a judgment, of course, but I would say it, the chances are a little bit higher. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a mini red flag. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you are looking for the same thing to just, you know, have of course. Then it's, that's a of different. course, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What else would you be looking out for in terms of, like, let's say some tips and hints of someone who potentially be seriously looking for a relationship? What would you look for? Well, of course, it also depends on what your ideal partner looks like for mm -hmm. yourself. So, for example, for me, my ideal partner is spiritual. He is also into personal development. Um, he's playful. He's funny. So um, he's looking for something serious. Um, so what I'm looking at is to see if I can see those traits in the pictures. Mm -hmm in maybe the way that the pictures are uh, taken, you know, is it maybe a little bit funny? Is it playful? And then the text, like how they describe themselves. Mm. And I really prefer it if someone also puts in the text that they're looking for something serious or you see that more often, like no FWB, no mm -hmm. friends with benefits and, and stuff like that. But most of all, I really look uh, into the eyes I really try to to look at the eyes and sometimes it's difficult because sometimes the profile pictures are not that well mm -hmm. but um I also sort of try to see if if they potentially have something to hide so sometimes uh, people have pictures where only half of their face is on it or it's from the side way or um, it's vague or they only have like one or two pictures I have experienced in the past that there was most in most cases there was something off they mm -hmm. were trying to hide something yeah yeah and also how recent is the picture like i have been mm. you know at the start of this whole online dating been chatting with people and then i asked for a selfie and they sent me a picture like gosh that looks so different from your your from your online <laughs> yeah. profile and i asked how old <laughs> is your online profile picture? Yeah. and they said oh that was 10 years ago yeah <laughs> Well, this is actually very good what you're saying. Always ask for a selfie. Mm -hmm. So if you are a match and you are starting chatting and yeah. you are moving through to over to WhatsApp, for example, yeah. then it's completely okay to ask for a selfie because I had a catfish twice. Mm -hmm. The pictures that they had on their profile were beautiful. And I started to, I was a little bit um, suspicious. Mm -hmm. So I asked, can you uh, send me a selfie with uh, three fingers up in the air? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, no, yeah, no, blah, 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 blah. blah. And I said, no, you know, I, I want it. And then he finally did it. And it was a completely different person. So it was a catfish. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah, well, this is the end of it. And he was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And it's like, no, no, I cannot, I cannot start with this. Yeah. <laughs> the same, you know, I would help them to like put three fingers on your face and send me a picture. Yeah. So I know it's a recent picture and I know it's you. 
Yeah. And if someone is like, no, I'm not very photogenic or no, it's not the time right now or whatever, that's mm -hmm. really a red flag because, mm -hmm. you know, people that are securely attached and that they're open for a relationship, they will, you know, f listen to an expressed need of yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how is it then, let's say, after you have matched and then you started texting, what are your observations there in behaviors of texting and then maybe voice call, video calls? What happens there? So with the texting, I sort of have a very specific style. Like I found out that I don't want to text a lot. I mean, I love texting. Mm -hmm. And in the past, I have texted sometimes for weeks or months before I met someone. Um, maybe because I was trying to firstly feel safe with that person before I wanted to meet that person. Mm -hmm. But right now, my style is to actually send two texts and immediately say, okay, um, let's go on a date. Mm -hmm. And in these couple of texts, for me, it's important that they respond rather quickly, at least within a day. Mm -hmm. um, if they respond longer, it could be they're very avoidant or they're not totally into it. Um, and, um, of course it's important that you get a little bit of more information about who they are and what they are doing. And so you actually know like, okay, this could actually be a match when, uh, when you look at uh, having something to talk about. So, um, for me, I rather go into a date pretty quickly. And then after those texts, I will give them my WhatsApp and then we continue a little bit on WhatsApp and then we plan the date. And of mm -hmm. course, if the date is in a week time, of course, I will text him in that week, but I won't text him like huge stories or I go super deeply because I have noticed in the past that I can fall in love by just texting someone. Because mm -hmm. if you if you text so openly and honestly and you have deep conversations, you create this image of a person. But then you see someone in real life and then you're like, oh, no, there's completely no spark at all. You know, within a couple of seconds, you see them like, yeah. oh, no, what did I do? What did I do? And then, you know, it's sort of a waste of time. You texted with this guy for months. You create all these stories in your head, all these fantasies about how amazing it will be. But the thing is, you know, we all have an energy body and... Um, you cannot feel an energy body while texting. So that's why I advise to always, you know, try to go on a date within a week. Mm -hmm. And um, if for some reason it's not possible, yes, then, you know, go and have video calls. Because mm -hmm. with video calls, at least you can see how someone moves, how they talk, if they're really shy or not, if things go sort of smoothly. And, you know, if people say, yeah, I'm not really a video talk person, you know, that's a red flag because I think someone that is securely attached and someone is really interested in finding someone to have a relationship with, they will um, listen to your express needs and they will follow up with them. So it's not weird to ask for a video call. And if someone doesn't do it, yeah, you could consider it as a red flag. Yeah. And especially now with the COVID thing, where meeting could take a lot more effort a mm, video yes. chat is almost as real as a yeah meeting true. in person because at the end of the day you want to see that person and yeah. then you proceed with actually physically meeting up with that person yeah i do remind i do remember now now that you're saying this i um 
how did I meet him? I don't know, probably in, in a chat room because I'm talking about 20 years ago now. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe 15 years ago, mm -hmm. there was no dating app. And we did Skype, but back in the day, the quality of the video wasn't that good. So I always saw him in this half dark environment and he looked good, but then I saw him in real life and his face was completely different because the shadows of the darkness uh -huh. sort of changed his face. So I saw him in real life and was like, oh no, I don't find him attractive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's that's an interesting thing, right? As in how digitalized visualization mm. versus yeah. the actual person. Yes, yes, for sure. Mm. And the other thing I find quite amusing is now with the COVID again, is that yeah. in the profile, you might find that this person is kind of a bearded person or a non-bearded person. And then mm. when you meet them in person, it's the opposite. Mm. Uh, that's super important. That sometimes there's guys and they have like long hair on the picture. Mm -hmm. And then in their profile text, it says, I don't have the long hair anymore. And apparently that's important to you girls. And I'm like, hell, it's important. You sort of change your whole identity. <laughs> and the same goes with beards. You know, some yeah. men actually look like babies when they don't have a beard. And for me, I'm very attracted to someone that has a beard. So for me, it's hugely important that it's like a beard is the makeup for men, right? They can mm -hmm. change completely differently when they have a beard or not. So, yeah. <laughs> but then it's good to actually ask them to, to do a selfie the moment you go into texting with them. Mm. What else would you look out for in the online dating arena? Um, well, like I said, that they respond reasonably. So within a day, mm -hmm. um, that they are interested in you. Um, that they can sort of hold a normal conversation, mm -hmm. um, that they tell you things about their background, like do they have children, for example, what kind of work do they do, um, and um, yeah, that they that they don't dismiss of certain suggestions that you do when it comes to video calling or mm -hmm. setting a date or you know sending a selfie with three fingers in the air or stuff like that and how about conversations that you have through the online platform whether it's text phone or video what kind of conversations do you recommend would be maybe good questions to ask good questions to start off with as you get to know a person well, I think it's super important that you match with each other when it comes to your attachment system. Mm -hmm. So I would sort of ask questions, for example, about former relationships. Mm -hmm. Has he been in long-term former relationships? Because if he hasn't, it could be not a red flag per se, but it could be it could be saying something about his um, fear of commitment, for example. Okay. Um, I would ask about his childhood, you know, was he raised by his parents or did maybe his father leave when he was young? Um, how did his high school go? Was he bullied? You know, these are also, these are normal questions that you ask in the beginning of every relationship because mm -hmm. you, 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 you tend, you get to know someone, but these, these questions, normally you just ask the questions and then you listen to the answers and you don't think about it. But now you can actually listen more carefully, like, okay, so um, the tr little traumas that he had in his childhood, what kind of person would that make him? Mm. So, for example, if, um, if someone 
uh, was sent to uh, boarding school, for example, when they were 12. And they say, yeah, I was, I was sent to boarding school when I was 12. And yes, I did miss my parents a lot. But the good thing was it made me very independent. Mm -hmm. Then I know like, oh, okay, so this, this guy knows how to solve his own problems. Um, he is not someone that really leans on another person. So this could mean he has a little bit more of an avoidance attachment style, mm -hmm. which would be good for me because I'm also a very independent person. You know, I really value my me time. So you can actually already sort of like figure out if you guys are a match when it comes to attachments and the, the amount of attachment that you need and how self-soothing they are and et cetera, et cetera. Mm, that is really fascinating for me. Tell me more about what other questions you would ask to get insights of attachment styles. Well, of course, the, um, the downside of asking too many questions uh, with, when it comes to attachments is that you are looking with your mind mm -hmm. and you're not looking with your heart anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that you still keep a little bit of playfulness mm -hmm. in asking these questions. So uh, other questions that you can determine an attachment style with as well is, um, um, for example, how long have they been single? You can generally say when a person is around 45 and they were in a very long relationship and they felt, felt very suffocated in that relationship um, and they have split up like a couple of months ago, that's probably a red flag because they still want to get out there and play around and, you know, mm -hmm. then they're not looking for something serious. So um, that is also very important. But at the same time, I think the best decisions are being made with your mind, your heart and your feeling. Mm. So also try to let go of the questions a little bit. And there's always exceptions, of course, to the rules. So mm -hmm. try to really listen with your heart and also keep in mind what your non-negotiables are when it comes to dating. Like, um, do you want him to be spiritual? Do you want him to be funny? Do you want him to be athletic? Do you want him to be into sports or completely not into sports? So, um, yeah, it, it is, it sounds a little bit like, um, like a very intense screening process, mm -hmm. but at the other hand, you know, being with someone does really, um, your happiness is depending on it, yes. really. Because if you are in a bad relationship, you feel unhappy with everything in your life. Because if you are stressed out because of your relationship, you will start to hate your job because you don't have the energy to put all the attention in there. So it is actually really, really important that you screen the other person. And when I was younger, I had this romantic ideas coming from these Hollywood movies. And then I would just be like, oh, I just like him a lot. And that's enough for me to be in a relationship with. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, completely not. <laughs> because I can like and love a person very easily. Like I can fall in love very easily. Mm -hmm. But if it's not a match, it will make me very unhappy so yeah I, I do spend more time in the screening process now mm. and for me the screening process is almost like um i would see it as buying a product if you go out to buy a house or buy a car or buy yeah. something big you put effort yeah. into researching what you want the criteria yeah. that you want so you say like oh i want a house in the city or i want a house um far away from the hustle and bustle so it's like do i yeah. want a 
loud, entertaining guy, or do I want a quiet, yes, you know, gentle person? And and you do that research. So if you're putting your research into buying something big, the relationship is a huge investment, mm, and you yeah. want to put that effort in. Yes, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and be clear of what you want. Yeah, and I mean, we are all sort of raised by Hollywood movies mm-hmm. and um, it's just not reality. And of course, there are people that meet their high school sweethearts and they get married when they're when they are 22 and they live happily ever after. But reality also is, I mean, if you look at the online dating, you know, so many people are single even when they're 40 or 50 or 60. I had a date last week and he was 45 and he never had a very long relationship, you know, Mm -hmm. but there was nothing wrong with him. He just had, you know, his life and his job and he was just happy. And, and, um, yeah. So I do think society has changed. And, um, I think also like the old idea of 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago was, so you marry your high school sweetheart and then you just compromise and then you just settle Mm -hmm. and then you just accept, you know, the fact that he's actually maybe not, not the right match for you. And the good thing is now we can, now we can have more opportunity to choose because 20, 30, 40 years ago, you just married your neighbor or whatever, you know, the, the kid at the, at the local dance. Yeah. But um, now we actually have an op- opportunity to choose, which is also uh, has also a downside because they have also researched that the more you can choose from, the unhappier you are. Mm-hmm. So there's also this swipe culture that we just, mm-hmm. you know, we date someone, oh, it's not good enough. And then we swipe him away and we go on another date. But the thing is, um, being critical of another person can also be a symptom of a fear of commitments because Mm -hmm. people that have an avoidant attachment style someone when some sometimes when someone comes really close they actually um start to think of uh, bad things of the other person bad traits or you know maybe things in the body like i don't like the beard or whatever Mm -hmm. this can actually be a sign of that the relationship is actually going well because the person has an open heart it wants to connect with you and it can be so scary that you are criticizing the other person in in your head but with swipe culture you can just say oh well you know um his big toe is not what i like so i'm just gonna date someone else yeah because that's so much it seems to be so easy to get rid of someone yes exactly yeah Yeah, Mm. it's it's super easy yeah what then are a couple of tips that you might give or maybe some good advice for online dating? Um, well, of course, go on a date as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, go unless we are in COVID times. So it makes it a little bit more difficult. But then, of course, um, you know, have video calls. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also go on a date where beforehand you actually say, you know, for me, it's important to do social distancing. So let's just, you know, keep uh, one and a half meters uh, distance um, in in place. Um, the other thing is, um, sometimes it can take a while before you find out if someone is a match or not. And, you know, a lot of times it can be really 
straining and overwhelming because maybe you go on like five, six, seven dates in a in a process of two, three months. Mm-hmm. And then the other person says, you know what? I thought this was it, but I'm still missing somewhat something. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you are that person like, oh man, I thought he was really cute, but at the same time, now that I get to know him, I maybe fantasized more. I had a fantasy about his personality, but now I get to know him. It's actually not true. So, um, so yeah, you also have to be mindful. I'm not saying you need to protect yourself, but you also have to be mindful that in a couple of months, your heart can get broken because... Um, especially when we video call and we date a lot and we go into hugging and maybe sex, you know, you get attached to someone. And sometimes we mistake attachments for love. Mm. And that is very challenging as well. And how do you distinguish that, the, the difference between attachment and falling in love? I wish I knew. <laughs> Oh, I wish I knew I would not have had a couple of very unsuccessful stories in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is a difference between attachment and love. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to really see if the personality of the of the other person really matches yours. So if you do have a lot of warm feelings, but you have a lot of questions constantly, like mm, the way that he acts when we go to a restaurant and he's not nice to the server, which is important to me, or the way that he, um, I don't know, talks to his children, or um, you know, the fact that he just eats very unhealthy every day and I don't see that changing or whatever. You know, it's still very important to keep in contact with what you like about the other person. And Mm -hmm. if there's really nothing you can think of, then it might be just the attachment and not really love. Um, So I think that's that's important to to keep that in check constantly. And how then do how then does it feel when you know it's love? This is probably one of the biggest mysteries on earth. So it would be it would be very arrogant of me to say um, that I have the answer to that. Because, you know, for example, um, people that have abusive tendencies, mm-hmm. they are really good at intermittent rewarding. Mm-hmm. So that means that sometimes they're really nice and sometimes they're an asshole and then they're really nice. And then our attachments uh, system actually gets um, addicted to that person because they are, you know, being sweet and uh, annoying irregularly. And that we can also see as attachments. So um, this is is really one of the most difficult um, subjects, I think. So that's why it's so important that when you start dating, you actually screen the person. Like, does he want the same things in life? You know, what are their goals in life? Um, I mean, if you are not a traveler and they are saying, yeah, in a couple of years, I want to move to New Zealand, you know, then probably you're not a, a right match. So it's really important to look at their values, look at their ideas, their future goals, um, mm-hmm. their personality and see mm-hmm. if it's a match. And if you then at the same time have these warm feelings inside and you have this desire to just be close to them and to hug them and to kiss them, Mm -hmm. then I would say it's a good match. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a good indication to think through that. Um, 
kind of like futurizing a little bit to see that would that be a future I want or am I just yeah modifying my future to fit his then there is a little yeah. bit of a red flag there I mean it's cliche they always say like um you know first build your own world and then find someone that fits in it mm -hmm. but it is actually true mm -hmm. and it's not that doesn't mean that the other needs to you know destroy their own world to be able to fit in yours mm -hmm. no if their world fits with your world like then then it's a good match but if one of the two has to give up some really important things then it's not a match mm. yeah I, i like that analogy because it makes sense and you can feel it you can feel it because sometimes you start having a conversation and then like for me for example i was in a conversation with this guy everything feels right and we started talking about children and he mm. expressed that he really really wanted children yeah and for me it's like okay mm, not mm. for me <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And that's a deal breaker. Yeah, and it's like I don't think I'm going to say yes because babies mm. are cute and you you want babies because they are cute. Um in five years times they are not so cute and in 20 years time they're definitely not cute. Oh my god, like recently I babe I pet sit a puppy for a month mm -hmm. and puppies are so cute. Mm -hmm. Well, they're so annoying too. <laughs> <laughs> I had the I had I mean it was lovely but I had a very difficult time because a puppy always wants to be near you it always stalked me everywhere it's like if I was went to the toilet he wanted to be with me and he would just look at me even if I would take a shower he would just stand like half a meter from me and would just look at me with these puppy eyes and <laughs> you know and they you still have to raise them so you have to you know correct them the whole day and I was like Why would a person want to have a puppy really because yes they look cute but they are annoying. So yeah, I totally agree with the no children thing, but I think probably you and I are <laughs> a little bit maybe weird in that sense because most people want to have children, mm -hmm. but yes, I don't want them either. Yeah, but that's where you need to have clarity in your own wants yeah. and like in previous episode you've mentioned to be clear of what you want and list them mm. and list them in priority so that you can decide yeah. is this something that aligns with my want or is yes. this something that mismatches number 10 11 12 13 and you can mm. say okay it's not that important yeah exactly yep. true. Yeah. all right tamara what is your one very last advice to our listeners um Don't take a back door and that means such as this. So if a person is not very clear in his profile text that he's looking for a steady relationship and you are mm -hmm. and you sort of and you are not asking him. I mean, you should do that anyway. When you start texting with someone, you should ask like, what is your goal on, on Tinder, for example? Mm. And if they say, well, you know, I don't know, maybe looking around, maybe hanging out a little bit, you know, That is not a very clear goal. And you could ask yourself, is this guy also into having a serious relationship? Probably not. But if you if you think like, oh, I can probably change his mind. Mm -hmm. When we start dating, he will fall in love with me and then we will have a relationship. Mm -hmm. This is this is called taking the back door. Mm -hmm. So when someone on his front door has this big sign that says unavailable or unavailable for a long relationship, 
you can do two things. You can look at the sign and be like, hey, he's not available. I will go to a different house. Or you can think, hey, let me go to the back door because if I cannot go in with the front door, I can go in through the back door and then I can just seduce him and win him over and maybe he will fall in love and I will get the relationship. But the thing is, the moment you take the back door, trust me, you will never, ever, ever get into the front door with this person. Mm. So be mindful of that. Don't take the back door. So be really sure that he is also available and make sure that he's also congruent. I spoke about this before. Incongruency is a red flag. Mm -hmm. So if he says he wants to be in a relationship, then also his deeds need to say that as well. And this means that he texts back very um, quickly you know, that he wants to date you, you know, at least a couple of times a week or once a week, but not like every once in four weeks because there's always this excuse or whatever. So the way that he acts should be the same as the things that he is saying. And this also goes for the other way around. When someone says they don't want to be in a relationship, but they actually want to see you three, four times a week and they're really cute, don't fall for that too because... That's also incongruency. Mm. And then believe them when they say they don't want to be in a relationship. So uh, sometimes you have to believe their words and sometimes you have to believe their deeds. But it's all about congruency. They should match. Yeah. And it really ties up a lot of the things that you've said in past episodes. Mm, Yes. Okay. So that's all we have for this episode. I think it has been a very interesting conversation especially now where online dating is such a big thing